Sit down if you want to. Right in the middle of what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Take a seat, young Skywalker. The middle children of history, man. Middle of the day, Alfred? Please, take a seat there. Right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Stop the middle, it's a base hit! Meeting in the middle. Fight, fight. They fought for the freedom of middle. 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 The middle of the middle of the middle. The middle of a war. This is freaking ridiculous. Why don't we have a seat to talk about? No, not the middle seat. When you need a minute to look it over, it's time for a freeze frame. Where Nate Langrini, Andrew Roger, and Jake Hensler of the middle seats. And this show is designed to pause and take a quick look at a movie from the past and see how it holds up with a closer look. These are always spoiler-filled reviews, but if you're curious about the movie and don't want to be spoiled, look for the ratings timecode in the description below. Alrighty, gentlemen, so let's continue our scary movie theme this October as we draw closer and closer to the holiday itself, as well as the sequel being released this weekend. It's the perfect night to talk about John Carpenter's Halloween. Halloween night. A small American town. 15 years ago. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. There's the iconic theme that started it all, giving out goosebumps for 40 years. Halloween is a slasher horror film that came out in 1978. It has since become a holiday staple that has launched 10 sequels and spinoffs. Halloween is the story of Michael Myers, a serial killer who escapes the sanitarium to return to his hometown. He attacks several victims over the course of the night, including Laurie Strode, a teenager played by Jamie Lee Curtis in her film debut. The movie also features Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis, as well as Nick Castle, who plays Michael Myers. So boys, what do we think about Halloween? Evil is certainly coming to Haddonfield, but does it hold up to today's horror scene, or is it just another disposable jump scare? Let's start with Jake. Um, Halloween is pretty, I mean, I would say it pretty much started the slasher genre, and I think without the brilliant mind behind it, I don't think this works at all. Because as we've seen before, there are so many slasher movies that just do not work. And there is a reason. This is, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This is kind of like the godfather of of them all, isn't it? It is certainly one of them. For slasher films, definitely, I would say. Texas Chainsaw might have been first, but around that range, yeah. Um, But so I rewatched the original Halloween Halloween in July, and wow, does it hold up. It is just, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis gives a really good performance, but it is just remarkably well-directed. And that is really the story of this movie. If... If anybody else directed this, I don't think this has a franchise at all. And I think the serial killer genre itself is just different. It's just completely and utterly uh, well-directed. Good good camera angles all around. Good suspense building. You know, like tracking shots. Just, just all around, like, effective filmmaking that, you know, honestly changed the horror genre, in my opinion. Drew, what about you? 
First of all, I just want to commend Mr. Nate Lungarini after weeks of negotiations for actually watching this movie. Like, I was afraid he was going to chicken out and he was going to be like, I haven't seen it. Good night, everybody. Um, which, I mean, could still technically be possible. Uh, we haven't gotten to his opinion yet. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be that so would be, funny. That would be quite the, I wouldn't even be mad. That would be the major trick of trick or treat there. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I, would, I, I wouldn't even admit. be mad. Um, talking Nate off the ledge of logging off the call when we tried to talk about this movie is that... This movie's less about – yes, it is very influential for the horror genre. I completely agree with that. But it is less about blood and gore and definitely not about jump scares or anything like that. And it's just about pure tension. You know, it's building up suspense through excellent filmmaking. That's the best thing way I can put it. It takes Michael Myers 50-something minutes in an hour-and-a-half movie to actually kill someone besides the opening. You know what I mean? Like in the yeah. main story, there's there's like 40 minutes of buildup is my point. And all of that time, none of it's wasted because it's setting up characters. It's setting up fear, paranoia. It's putting that in your head. It's using camera and it's using the amazing score to set a mood that ultimately pays off really well. It's a classic and it holds up. That's the best way you can put it. You can watch it at any point. I've seen it twice in two years at this point. I'm probably going to watch it next Halloween and the Halloween after that and after that. I think it's a great, great movie. All righty. So I guess that brings it to me. The moment and, we've all been waiting for. Yeah. So I'm obviously of a different opinion when it comes to the horror genre because I am a wuss. And <laughs> I've avoided most of the Halloween classics just because I don't like scary movies. Um you guys are absolutely right, though, that this is definitely more of a thriller. It's definitely not as scary as I had made it up in my head, but <laughs> it is incredibly tense, and it does it does a very good job. So I, I definitely enjoyed the movie uh, for all the reasons we brought up. The score is really, really fun, and uh, the, the scares are built up in a great way, almost exclusively through camera work. And there's a lot of stuff where you can tell that the horror genre has been inspired by this type of movie where stuff happens in the corners of the frame, subtle movements in the background that make for, honestly, just great cinema. So very well done by John Carpenter there. And I think the movie still holds up, even though it is 40 years old now. And a lot of things seem dated when you go back to them and rewatch them at this stage. And for the most part, I think it holds up. I think the only real flaw in the movie is that there's some pretty bad acting from a lot of the teenage actors in this movie from some side um, characters which is almost like a staple of the genre and a start like it would feel weird if they were good yeah but, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but still like a great movie that does not make um so i don't think this is a perfect movie but i can definitely see a lot of the inspiration behind it and i think it's really cool for that mm -hmm. um i think it is really important to go over just the budget of this movie this was made on a minuscule budget of $300,000, which wow. is tiny, tiny for Hollywood. That's crazy. And it is yeah. one of the most highest returns on a movie ever because it made so much more at the box office because it was such a successful thriller. It was such a phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. And um, some of the workarounds they used to make this movie work on such a small budget are really fascinating. The iconic mask of Michael Myers oh, yeah. was a William Shatner mask that was bought for $1 and just spray painted white with the whole <laughs> eyes cut out. I actually don't think I knew that. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's so funny. I would hate to hear that if I was him. Um, 
But Nate, I'm I'm glad you finally got around to it and that and that you enjoyed you know a classic horror movie because I think it is enjoyable. Even even people who knock it like, oh, it's old, oh, it's cheesy, oh, it's got bad acting, oh, it's you know it's not The Conjuring or you know Insidious or whatever. It's still it is like masterclass horror movie direction. Like it just all completely a stiff serial killer that you can't get away from. No matter how fast or slow he walks, he's gonna catch you. And just great camera angles, like the whole. The whole first shot is, I believe, a tracking shot, right? There's no cuts in the first the first scene? There's no visible cuts. There is, like, some editing workarounds. Uh, but, yeah, it's a really cool single-take right. shot. Really good opening tracking shot. Um, and then, honestly, the reveal that it's the 8- to 10-year-old little brother is, like, for 1978, that must have been, like, oh, my God, what? It was a great reveal to me now. Yeah, I've, yeah exactly. I've actually, I saw the the opening scene um, a while ago in a film class, just looking at the single take shot. Mm-hmm. But um, we stopped watching before the reveal. So I rewatched it thinking that I knew what was going on. And then all of a sudden you got the little Michael Myers there. And that was already a surprise from the first five minutes of the movie for me. Right. So even now it still works. Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely great. And then, and like you said, like things happening in the corner of the frame, he appears and he disappears. Just little things like that. Just, such good directing. I mean, even I don't think we'd be talking about this movie otherwise, plain and simple. There's two different levels of horror movies. There's like the ones you're describing, The Conjuring and those kind of movies, which are all the rage right now. The Haunting is one that comes to mind, like a classic horror movie that set up, you know, supernatural elements of horror. And then there's the slasher flick. And to me, there's no movie that set up a whole subsection of the genre better than this one. Like, okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe, but, like, there's no there's no Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger without Michael Myers. Like, they're all based mm. on a point after him. Like, no movie has replicated, really, what this movie was able to accomplish on its first try, which is building tension and using very limited resources to make something iconic. You know what I mean? And they couldn't even replicate yeah. it in this own fucking series. Like, I've I've been yeah. going through, <laughs> yep. in anticipation for the new Halloween, I've been going through the series, and some of these movies are trash, like, really bad. <laughs> and they completely disrespect what makes this first movie work so well. So, it's not quite lightning in a bottle, but it's so influential that it feels hard to divorce it from the rest of the genre. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can try to look at it as its own movie, but it's almost impossible because of the impact that it's left. Yeah, no, totally understandable. I've only seen this one start to finish, but I mean, I kind of want to keep it that way just because I I like this one a lot and I don't really want anything else to like tarnish it. So I'm probably going to keep it that way. Right, you don't need to I don't even want to know what happens afterwards. I'll let you know which ones you need to say. I'm dying so you guys can live. (laughs) All right, Margaret Drew. (laughs) (laughs) The passion of the Andrew. Good Lord. Any other points you guys want to bring up before we go to ratings um how do how do we feel about michael myers uh seemingly immortality do we like or dislike that yeah if you think it's bad now you just have to keep going (laughs) like (laughs) like they do some stuff where one movie will end where you'll clearly see his corpse and then like there is some shit that they pull movie to movie that is like are you kidding me? Jake, you would have an aneurysm, especially. Because <laughs> I, like, part of it is frightening that he's always walking and can't be killed. But at the same time, it's like, it takes you out of the realistic part of it. I don't know. I, I'm kind of conflicted on it. But but. He's, a, he's a hulk of a human being. 
And they like that too. He's yeah. pretty big. What he gets in this movie is nothing compared to what they whatever. I'm repeating myself. Yeah, I think that's as good a time as any to wrap this up and go into ratings. Uh, let's switch it up and go to Drew. What would you rate Halloween? It feels hard for me to give it anything but a royal throne. Uh, like, this is a horror classic. It is so important to everything that has come before it that you, I just can't help myself. It is a royal throne. It's a, it's a great, great movie. And, like, I didn't even mention, like, some of the other stuff that I really like about it, which is, I mean, like, I mentioned the score, but I've been humming it all week. I feel like everybody has been, especially with the new one coming out. We just got all that nostalgia on the brain. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is really great here, especially for her first role. Donald Pleasance, they ran his character into the ground in future movies, um, but he's awesome as Loomis here. Pretty much everything works. I, I agree some of the side acting is a little cheesy, but, like, it's a classic for a reason. It's... Not dated, not too dated at least, but it just has this unmistakable quality when you watch it that like, wow, I'm watching something special here. So yeah, Royal Throne for me, I would say. Cool. Uh, glowing reviews there from Drew and his glowing Jack Lantern there. What do we got on your end, Jake? Um, even though it is, it really is, uh, you know, proven to hold up, you know, 40 years later and it, I really do enjoy it a lot. I really, really enjoyed it the second time around, probably more so than the first but I just don't quite love it. Like, it's a great horror movie, and it really paved the way for so many other movies. But I myself just haven't fallen in love with it as a movie. Um, so this will be three plush recliners in a row. <laughs> really good plush recliner. If you could see it in a theater, recommend. You know, really, really good horror movie. Especially in a time when so many horror movies, for lack of a better phrase, eat shit. This is a great one. Really, really high-end plush recliner, for sure. You didn't have a better phrase than that. The first thing that came to mind, I don't want to stutter, so. <laughs> I'm going to side more with Jake on this one. Um, again, I don't really have the horror background, so as much as this movie did influence the genre, I'm just not really in tune with the genre, so I'm not going <laughs> to be able to speak to it. So, so Sleazy Outhouse. No. no. Get out of here. <laughs> this is a plush recliner for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this movie suffers a little bit from how dated some of it feels, and... There's like a little bit of plot convenience throughout the entire thing, like discovering the car is on the side of the road after you've been standing outside the house for hours. Um, just like no one believes the kid. Of course, nobody believes the kid, even though the main character was believing herself that she saw a freaky man hours before. Little things like that. Right. Um, there are little plot grievances. Little plot grievances. Definitely some uh, poor acting, especially from the side characters that could have done better. And I'm not going to lie, there are some points where I almost laughed about how Michael Myers just flat out disappears, almost like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's almost just like a little too surreal, uh, especially at the beginning. But as the plot gets more tense and we've actually started killing people, his disappearances become much more t intense and actually scary. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad it's like out of the way. And I'm hoping that the, that the remake is more on the throwing level and less on the scary level because <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see it again. I'm curious. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. All right. I think that will do it for this review of John Carpenter's Halloween. Now, excuse me while I make sure that there's no evil man standing behind me. Okay, we're good. So here's how you can get in touch with us. Please like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Metal Seats. You can also listen to us on the go on both SoundCloud and iTunes. For any questions, comments, or updates on the show, keep an eye on our Facebook and Twitter, both at The Middle Seats. 
If you like what you hear and you want to see more content, let us know and spread the word. That'll do it for this week's Freeze Frame at the Middle Seats. Uh, have a good Halloween, everybody, and we will be back soon. Thank you.